What's up, everyone? Kiddush Club News for Jews here, back with another episode. Baruch Hashem, the weather is cool in the tri-state area after coming off of that horrible heat wave. But besides for weather, it is too above. Like, we're here. Yes. The three weeks are over. Tisha B'Av is over. I'll be honest with you, I'm just struggling with the little bit of the emotional roller coaster of it all. Like, three weeks of down and out, and then that, like, one day where it peaks, right? When it's just, it's just brutal. And then, you know, just a few days later, it is one of the happiest days on the Jewish calendar. Listen, since you are our resident Rav, I'm going to ask you, Shyla. So we know... The- <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'll take it. I just you gave know, you smicha, bro. Yeah, and I it, will and take that And what did it cost smicha. you? It cost you nothing. No, no online course even. <laughs> I always wanted to do that, by the way. I always wanted to get an online smicha. Keep it in my back pocket. You never know when that's going to come in handy. What, like if you're in Vegas and you need to like officiate a Jewish wedding? <laughs> it's like, wait a second, is there a rabbi on board? <laughs> or like you're on a plane. Wait a minute, we need a rabbi. <laughs> yes, that, uh, yes, that would be me. <laughs> in fact, I am a rabbi. Yes, I, I, I'm ordained from the University of Phoenix <laughs> online. I'm a doctor of divinity right here. No, so here's the here's the Shiloh, here's the question. You know, so we know that the month of Cheshvan, the Jewish month of Cheshvan is called Mar Cheshvan. But why, but because there's no holidays or anything there, right? But we don't say Marav, right? Why don't we say Marav? Why, because we have oh. Tisha B'Av? <laughs> No, no, no. It's a, it's a great point, but I think, like, it's something deeper. I think the very fact that nothing happens in the Jewish month of Cheshvan, that's what makes it bitter. Meaning, not feeling anything at all is worse than even feeling down. Pain. Interesting. Because if if you were going to throw like Tubav on me, I was going to throw I was going to throw Thomas on you. And, you know, we're going to take you down with that. It's true, but, you know. But I like what you're saying. I, I hear what you're saying. You're saying the pain itself. I thought you were going to say something the same, but slightly different. The fact that there's nothing even painful just shows basically like God is just not interested in us. And so like no interaction, right? Isn't there a right, chazal right. that says if you go like 30 days without a, a bad thing happening to you, you should you should worry. It's a Gemara, I think. Yes. I mean, it's getting very, very scholarly in here. Yeah, well, but... we did just have Rabbi Rahimi on, and people need more. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I just wanted to bring that up. No, but it's it's interesting that you're mentioning it because I, I read a story, and there was there was this mother, and she hadn't seen her child, who was an adult, in, in years, and finally, they meet up, and the, the daughter looks at the mother and says, you know, Mom, I really hate you. I just, I needed to get that out. I really hate you. And the mother looks at her, and she says, I'm relieved. And, and the daughter is, you know, is confused. She said, all this time, I thought you were indifferent to me. I'll t- take your hatred. I'll take your anger any day over your indifference. So there's something to it. Having an emotion in the month of Av, even though it's painful and it's maybe depressing, 
but it's something. It's an emotion. It's not that's nothing. That's that's nice. I'm I'm going to try that with my wife later. I'm going to let you know in the next podcast <laughs> how that yeah, turns if, out. Yeah. <laughs> if you make it, if you make it to the studio. <laughs> I I also want to bring up this fact. So as I mentioned in the uh, we mentioned in the previous podcast, I think it was two podcasts ago, um, where you said the following. So you said that you would never play pickleball, something to that effect. And in fact, we, you and I, played pickleball together. So I can't believe you're bringing that up publicly, A, because I said I would never play, and B, because I did beat you. You beat me one, and I beat you one. Let's keep the facts. Yeah. Okay, but I was also a beginner, and now I'm a pro. We're all beginners, bro. Pickleball's been been like... For like three weeks, you know, how long has it been around? I don't know how it gained such, like, how did it gain popularity so quick? It's crazy. Spreading like wildfire. Because admit it, it's more fun than tennis. Admit it. No, I'll never admit that to you. I've been on both courts. Yeah. I prefer tennis. Yeah. And you also said (laughs) that last episode that you would never play. So you're this close to admitting that it's better. No, I got to tell you something. It is quite a workout. Like, I work harder playing pickleball than playing tennis, easily. Yeah. I don't know why, but it but it, it does. It's like you don't have to go get the ball as no, far. No, I think it's because it's a smaller court. So you have to, like, in tennis, if you know you're not making a shot, you just, you don't, you're not going to go for that. But if it's pickleball, then, you know, there's no shot you really can't make. You just have to hustle. Right. It's true. It's true. And you go for everything. Right. That's a valid point. Okay, we, we do have a shout-out this week. Uh, it's it's a few weeks late, uh, so it's a belated happy birthday, and it is to Mordechai Schiffman, who turned 17, and uh, apparently he's a, he's a fan. He's a listener. Mazel tov, Morty. Happy birthday. Many more. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Morty now? This is Morty? Yeah, we're on a first-name basis at this point. Wow. Okay. Mazel tov, Morty. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with it. And it's a perfect time to mention that this episode was once again sponsored by Bedtime. Bedtime is offering up to 50% off of retail on new mattresses and free delivery when you mention the cast. Don't wait. There's nothing more important than your sleep. I mean, there are things more important, but sleep is important. Check them out. The number is 917-923-3644, and we will also include it in our show notes. And we're going to kick it off with a segment we've been doing called My New Phobia. (laughs) <laughs> that's still going isn't it it's still going i'm not gonna okay. run out of phobias ah uh, let's see i, I guess am, let's i'm see. telling you so first of all a follow-up we we covered in one of the previous phobias uh the roller coaster in north carolina remember it um one of the supporting pillars was like cut and riders on the, the roller coaster saw it one of them videoed it that roller coaster upon inspection had another one of its support beams also was cut it's still closed. but The same one? Same one! That's crazy. How crazy is that? No, what are the odds that two pillars are broken, and when do they start looking for sabotage? Interesting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, somebody wants that roller coaster to come down. <laughs> I, I say it's Russia. Maybe. I'm going with Russia. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or the China. Most- the most likely candidate. <laughs> also, and again, this is not the newphobia, but just because it was in the news this week, this past week, a ride in Rye Playland. 
So this ride is called the Music Express. So this is basically like, you know where you go in the cars and it just goes around and around fast? And it mm-hmm. goes up a little bit, down a little bit, and there's like loud music blasting. This ride, <laughs> there was a malfunction and it couldn't stop. So the riders on this ride, so it ended up only being like five minutes, but the ride is only supposed to be like 20 seconds. And then it ended up going for like five minutes. The workers pushed the emergency stop button. That didn't work. And it just kept going until they could get it shut down. But you know what you're not mentioning? Because I did see the story. It was going backwards. Yes, it was going backwards. <laughs> so so to add even more nausea and discomfort, it was going backwards. I mean, I, I wouldn't. I, I don't know what to do. What do you do in such a situation? There's nothing you can nothing do. Nothing you can do. They said people were screaming help. People were vomiting. <laughs> not right, because that's, I mean, it's mean to laugh. I'm but not like, laughing at that. I'm just laughing about how it, insane it is. The question is, is that projectile vomit? Like, does that get projected? <laughs> yes, for sure. <laughs> Remember those things we did when we were little, like the spin art, where you spin it and then you drop a little bit of, you know, dye, and then the, the paper is like spinning and the dye makes all those shapes? Yes, that's imagine that with vomit and you could understand what these people were going through you know you just have to take your hat off to the emergency services yes Yes. because they're getting in it they're not worried (laughs) they don't they they dis you know they ignore the vomit and they just they dive right straight on into the emergency okay so that isn't the new phobia the new phobia has to do with another news story very tragic story uh there was an air show in oshkosh wisconsin isn't it Oshkosh Bagash? Or it's just, <laughs> just Oshkosh? You know something? Can't you be serious? I just said this was tragic. I'm sorry. You're right. Okay. Continue. On a more serious level, four people were killed in two separate aircraft cr- crashes before an air show in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. So there were two crashes. And when I saw that news story, I was like, wait a minute. This is not, you know, the only crash. There's been... I feel like there's always crashes, so I started looking into it. By the way, in this crash, one of the people who lost their life tragically was the daughter of two-time Super Bowl-winning offensive lineman Bruce Colley. Don't know who he is, barely know what the Super Bowl is, but yeah, you know, a famous person, and it's very tragic. But this is coming off, I don't know if you remember, in November, six people died in another air show crash, and a Dallas air show. I, I don't remember if we covered it, but there was a big crash that happened there between two planes. Uh, we're going to include video of this in the WhatsApp group. Yeah, I think the one in Dallas was when the wings clipped, but people like sometimes lose sight of the fact that all these things are risky. There's an inherent risk in all these things. If you are a stunt airman and, and this is your job, there's a risk involved. I love how you went with airman instead of pilot. Nice, <laughs> because, nice choice. <laughs> no, I guess it's a stunt pilot. You are correct. <laughs> and I don't mean to make light of this tragic, these tragic. No, you just events. mean to make light of me. Yes. Okay. I'm glad you yes. noticed that. And our <laughs> yes. listeners will notice too. Also, this past year, another air show in Michigan. There was a there was a crash. Another person lost their life. And listen, you know I'm a I'm a fighter jet geek but i will admit that i've you know seen like blue angels and i've seen you know when they come to like 
Coney Island and Brooklyn. And I'm not going to lie, I do think about it, you know? Am I the only one? Well, I'm sure, well that's the whole show. The show is, look what we can do without dying. <laughs> right? That's Isn't one, that what it is? That's one way to put it, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, that's why people come and pay money to come see air shows. But my problem with this is, I don't think that this counts as a phobia. Like, what would you be scared of? Going to air shows. <laughs> what? I thought about this. <laughs> But nobody ever got hit. Like, it usually happens in the distance. Au contraire. Au contraire. (laughs) (laughs) Has somebody, have onlookers been injured? Yes Yes or no? Here's one. The the Skneliv air show in 2002 in Ukraine. One of the jets, one of the fighter jets, one of the pilots was trying to do a, a, a wild stunt, got too low, crashed into a crowd of people. He killed 77 people. Oi. Yes. No, that's serious. Yes. But, well, let's just understand something. You don't have a phobia driving, yet you have a phobia flying, which is accidents. Who said I don't have a phobia driving? Okay, let's just put that on the side just so I can can make the point. Flying is, you're far less likely to get into an accident, chas v'shalom, on an airplane than you are in a vehicle. And you're even less likely to be injured in an air show but can you see how some of these phobias are not very realistic like maybe we can talk you through this <laughs> are you new to the concept of phobias <laughs> because most times phobias are not not based in logic and logic I'm doesn't just saying help. but like you do drive and I drive with you you're not the safest driver right oh. you're a little bit of a daredevil Whoa. On the road. Whoa. You're a little bit of a Whoa. daredevil. Yeah. For me, you know what it is. It's the control aspect. When I'm in control, I'm much more calm. But it's a valid point. Okay, let's jump into some of the news. And so one of the big things that happened, and I think it warrants some discussion, is the fact that we have really old people running this country. I'm sure you saw between Biden, McConnell, and Diane Feinstein... It's been a crazy week. Yeah, I have to agree with you. I think the most bizarre is going to be the Mitch McConnell. Yeah. Because yeah. he just kind of froze. Let me, let me let me play it for the listeners, and I'll cut out some of the uh, silence. After finishing the NDA uh, this week, it's been good bipartisan cooperation, and a string of... Uh, Okay, Mitch. Anything else you want to say? I'm sure let's go back to your office. Do you want to say anything else to the press? Go back. Go ahead, John. Let's go back to you. Go ahead, John. So what you heard there was Mitch speaking, and then he just stops mid-sentence, and there's a really long pause where people are trying to see what's going on, and then they just lead him off off of the podium. In what, to me, the only thing I could think is that it looks something like a stroke. But they're not calling it that, right? Well, is he okay? Because I don't really follow up on such a news story. So as far as we could tell, he's okay. But there's doesn't seem to be, as we go to press, there doesn't seem to be a ton of information on, on what went on. But um, he wasn't the only one. 
Dianne Feinstein was present for a vote in the Senate, and uh, this is what that sounded like. Clerk will call the roll. Senator Feinstein. Um, you say aye. Pardon me? Aye. Yeah. Uh, to say. I, I would like to support a yes vote on this. Um, it provides $823 billion. That's an increase of $26 billion for the Department of Defense. And it funds priorities submitted. Yeah, just say aye. Okay, just aye. Aye. Thank you. Senator Durbin. Something about that has to be illegal. Like, how do you, like, she seems completely confused. She's answering, like, at first when I heard her answer, I said, okay, like, she knows what's happening. And then, like, some dude comes over to her in the middle and he's like, no, 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 no. I don't know. Just say no, I. Just say that's I. Not what, that's not what this is about now, ma'am. <laughs> just just say I. Like, oh, I? I should just say I? Okay, I. And, like, how is that, how is that, like, legal? Yeah. This is how is that not... This is the state of our democracy. It seems like tampering with a Senate vote is what it seems like. Yeah, I hear, I hear what you're saying. I mean, it, I don't think it, you could call it tampering as much as it's very obvious that she, you know, doesn't have her wits about her. Yes. And, you know, she's basically just, I mean, listen, John Fetterman, he, is he much better? I, I don't, not so sure. Yeah, but he's not voting on stuff, is he? Yeah. Oh, Senator. Man. Yeah. It's, that's pretty bad. And then the RNC oh. put out a bunch of videos about Joe Biden. And uh, here's what some of them sounded like. So those Biden videos are, are definitely not bad. I've seen much worse from him. Like if you just like say feist instead of force and you immediately <laughs> correct yourself, it doesn't mean that it's because you're 900 years old and your memory is going. That happens to us here. Sometimes you mispronounce something and just quickly beep it, bleep it, bleep it out. No, you, no, you quickly correct yourself and you move on. Like this does not like I'm again, I'm not running to Biden's defense, but this is not it. You know what I mean? This is not a case to you know, oust him from the presidency or to, like, declare, like, Article 26. What about the fact that he said, we have and always will have the strongest, toughest grading force instead of fighting but, force? But how do you... But how does that it. Okay, he but... fixed it. Grading force? But that's, you know, again, it happens to us all the time. It's just, a, a, like, a, like, a misstep almost. He's it the doesn't president. Count. It doesn't count. His one job is to be a speaker. <laughs> I would agree with you if not for the fact that we have years and years of Biden speeches where he didn't do any of this. You're saying, listen, maybe he's not as sharp as he used to be. Obviously. I'm not going to take that away, but there's nothing here. Okay. The, you know, the RNC is is putting this on display like it's a smoking gun. Look, our president doesn't have it anymore. That's, th that's not this. Right. He may not have it, but that's not the spoken gum. That's your point. Right. Okay, let's move on. Okay, so I wanted to take a, just a moment. We haven't done this in a little while. We've been getting the voice notes, but we haven't been playing them. We got one that I wanted to play, and here it is. Hey, 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 hey. Let's just clarify. Neither of you can tell if there is an Arab who lives in Israel, who was brought up in Israel his whole life, and he is speaking Hebrew. Neither of you could tell. That's a guarantee. I don't care how Israeli you guys might be. 
guys are not real Israelis. You guys are not real Israelis. I can tell from what you guys schmoozing about and talking about. Great American entertainment. You guys think... אתם חוששים שאתם יודעים אפילו, אפילו כלום אתם לא יודעים פשוט, אתם לא יודעים כלום אתם לא ישראלים, אתם חוששים שאתם ערבים, אתם לא יודעים, אתם לא יודעים. He wins best voice note. I love his energy. He got very, very heated at the end. And he's not wrong. He is not wrong. Well, he's wrong about one thing. Did we ever even imply that we were Israeli? I don't think so. No, but we, you, you, I think it was you that was kind of bragging that you got this. You know, please, I could tell if there's a taxi driver. The inflection, yeah. Yeah. I know in a second. And he's, he's here to tell you, and basically he's here to say, eh, you don't know Ephes. Understand? <laughs> yes. I, he didn't sound Israeli to me, so I, I don't know. But then when he put on his Hebrew, it was all Israeli. True. And you know what? He did sound very Israeli to me. Sorry. Okay. I, I guess you could tell the inflections better than me. <laughs> also, interesting voice note we received. This was totally unexpected. Here it is. Listen, man, uh, uh, the problem with America today is that there aren't enough podcasts. That's why I watch podcasts whenever I can. And I go straight to the theater to watch those podcasts. Kiddish Club is certainly one of the better ones. Whenever Hunter lets me out for my next walk, I'm going straight to see those weird casters and they ain't no lying dog-faced pony soldiers neither. I have to tell you, that sounds so good. <laughs> Thank you. I, I don't, it sounds amazing. Well, I can't take the credit. I mean, it was AI. Well, obviously. Obviously, but I did have to uh, do some AI magic to make that happen. But uh, yeah, isn't that crazy? Well, I want to hear the Trump version. Tell me you made a Trump version. In fact, I did. Here it is. I have to say I'm a big fan of the Kiddish Club podcast. Some people say it's the best podcast. My daughter Ivanka told me all about it because, as you know, she converted. But she is wonderful. But you know who isn't wonderful? Sleepy Joe Biden. Some people call him Schluffin' Joe. Schluffin' Joe. <laughs> Gotta love it. I think Biden sounds more like Biden than Trump sounds like Trump. So that, that, that's just a knock on me. It just means I didn't train it enough to get a better Trump had to no, but the voice and the inflection is sort of missing. Yeah, it's not it's not the words. Yes, yes, that's true. That's true. It's very hard to get the AI to do that part. You know, it's very tricky, you know, but don't don't they have hours and hours of film yeah, and, and audio that they, that the AI can learn from. So without giving away the secrets. The, it's not like you. I, I went online and said, you know, give me a Trump AI. I didn't do that because I'm not sure there is one. I took a regular AI system and trained it to clone Trump's voice using clips of Trump and clips of Same. Biden. That's how I did it. And um, yeah, that was the result. And speaking of Trump, by the way, he is leading. In, in a recent poll, he was 37 points ahead of DeSantis. I feel like DeSantis doesn't have what it takes to go the long haul. But at the same time, Trump is now expecting another indictment yeah, to drop. Baby. Every time another indictment shows up, his poll numbers go higher. It's crazy. But I don't care because you know what this means, right? We have a debate to look forward to. It's going to be epic. 
But wait, didn't he say he's not participating in the first debate? Did he say that? Yes, you just I'm pretty ruined- sure. Oh, are you kidding Can you me? Check it. Check it. You should fact check everything I tell you. <laughs> and that's not even for this podcast, just in life. Okay, so fact check. Campaign advisors have said that the former president has not made a final decision about the debate. Not made a final decision. Uh, so it means that we well, there is still hope. There is hope. We need to daven. <laughs> okay, if it's that serious <laughs> for you. <laughs> in um, in more serious news, moving moving along, we'll move to Memphis. In more serious news, uh, there was a potential for a mass shooting in a Jewish school in Memphis. And it turned out that the um, so the the perpetrator couldn't get in. He had a gun. Uh, law enforcement came. He had already left. They they got him. He got out of the car with the gun and they shot him. He's in critical condition. Turns out that this is actually a former student of the school. So a Jewish kid, like a Jewish alumnus. Yes. Because that's disturbing. Highly disturbing. In a way, it's disturbing, but in a way. It's less disturbing than thinking another, you know, neo-Nazi group did it, right? I suppose that is true. Yes. Right? So Yeah, so, I mean, look, none of it is good. There's no like there is no good part about the story, but if you're going to spin it in a direction, it's good that it's not like that it's one of ours, it's good that he got caught before any damage was done, and it's good that there's not that it's not like a foreign entity of some kind right. targeting the Jewish right. community. Exactly. Cuz that it means then it means if it's not this shul, then God forbid another shul. Right, right. Baruch Hashem, there's nothing, uh, the school was saved and only the perpetrator is now in custody. So that's good news. Um, in other news, I just wanted to bring this up. It's not major news. Uh, obviously, it was, you know, sitting on Yeshiva World, but I wanted to bring it up for a reason. And it's this. There was a kashras alert. And this kashras alert was for <laughs> Secret Island Salmon Hot Dogs. <laughs> I mean, there should be way more than a cautious alert for that. <laughs> Salmon hot dogs. That is a public safety alert. <laughs> if you are making salmon hot dogs, you have other get in issues. Touch. Get in touch. If you're making salmon hot dogs, get in touch with this podcast. We, we need to speak to you. We need to understand the head. Because I'm sure you're a, a, a nice Jewish person and you're enjoying salmon hot dogs. And we need to get to the bottom of that. In other food-related alerts, Trader Joe's released an alert that there's a product recall for their falafel because it may contain rocks. I think I saw that. I think I saw, uh, was it, I think, didn't I see it in candy? The Trader Joe's? Yes, there was was another Trader Joe's recall. See, I'm not out of my mind. You're not, but it wasn't candy. It was soup. Also, because of rocks. What is going on in the Trader Joe's factories? <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> it's like, Steve, these things don't weigh enough. Let's uh, throw some rocks. <laughs> what is happening? That's, by the way, that's a, that's a great way to increase your profit margins. Yes. Right? Yes. Just throw some rocks in the falafel, and now, you know, suddenly profits are up. <laughs> and in other food-related news, Subway, the, you know, the, uh, the chain Subway, the franchise, they announced that they are going to give free sandwiches for life to one person who agrees to legally change his name to Subway. 
Is it one person or is it anybody? No, I read one, it as one lucky person. So only one person can change your name to Subway? Yes. And Wait, if you want to do guess, it, you could go to SubwayNameChange.com. And I wonder if, like, can you see how many people signed up? Like, what do they do if, if 500 people change their name to Subway? It's, it's, then they're going to, they're going to pick a lucky, a lucky person. I would be very into it, by the way, if a Jewish restaurant decided to do this. So, like, imagine a kosher restaurant ran this sweepstakes, like, whoever changes their name to, like, Yapchik, right? <laughs> <laughs> Can get free chalent for life. Or free Yapchik for life, really. It should be free Yapchik. <laughs> I'm just saying, it would be very funny if, like, they call up a Yapchik Cohen to the... <laughs> For Nalia, Yamoid, Yapchik, Ben Ruvain, Shlishi. My friends call me Yappy. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to happen so soon. There's no chance a Jewish restaurant is giving away any free food for life. Why you got to be Mighty Shemra on the on the kosher restaurants? No, they're just not doing it. It's just never happening. It should happen, but it's not going to. Yapchik people, if you're listening, we just gave you a free plug, okay? And another food-related news. At the Texas-Mexico border, a vehicle was stopped, and it was inspected. It was carrying wheels of cheese. You know those big cheese wheels? Yeah, sure. So everything looked on the up and up until they cut open one of the cheese wheels and found bags and bags of cocaine. El cocaine. Yes, that's right. <laughs> I mean, could you could you imagine the smell on that cocaine? I mean, it does go up the nose, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends on the cheese. It could be really delicious cheese. <laughs> like if it was Gouda, I'd be into it. No? What if it's blue cheese? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have these guys doing lines of blue, <laughs> lines of coke that stink. <laughs> Maybe that's a good I mean, I, I feel amazing, but it smells like <laughs> blue cheese. Right. right. You don't need much more than that. It smells like blue cheese. <laughs> and uh, speaking of cocaine, there's a show that's being produced that's going to be looking. It's going to be for, I believe, Discovery or one of these things that has Shark Week. And it's going to be researching into whether sharks off the coast of Florida are coming into contact with the huge quantities of cocaine that get dumped in the water in Florida from like drug runners. So like they're, they're running away from the you know Coast Guard or whatever, so they dump the drugs. Dump it over, sure. Right. So they're going to yep. be analyzing if there are cocaine sharks. I mean, there's no bigger nightmare that you could possibly <laughs> have. Because if you run into a regular shark, that is a nightmare. Now you run into a shark on coke, this is... You want to talk about phobias. So I don't know if this is pertinent, but you had said in the past that like when you, when there's a, an illegal substance, ingesting it doesn't always have that effect. I'm assuming that with cocaine, it doesn't work that way. Well, it, I think it works with like nerve endings and membranes. So if, if, if it would be in a person's stomach, it would probably have an effect on them. Whereas other substances need to be extracted. Those that are like plant-based or something that's in nature, actually in nature, like a plant, uh, that would need the, the, the material would need to be broken down and the, let's say THC would need to be extracted from the plant. That can't be done 
you know, by the body, uh, right? But, by but, the body. But cocaine comes from the coca plant. I guess you mean the cocaine's already extracted. Exactly. Exactly. All the the all the goodies, let's put it, are already in the concoction. You know, in the final product. And just for those who are keeping score, he is our resident Rav and <laughs> expert in substances. Guilty. So I saw an interesting article, uh, and this is only because, you know, Yeshiva Week, this always comes up. So this family, these guests who were staying in Great Wolf Lodge, bought their kids what's called a game night box. And this is a box that you buy from the hotel, and it has like uh, caramel corn in it, it has treats, it has toys. So they opened the box, and it was the parents who opened the box, and they saw some tissues, and they're like, oh, tissue wrapping, nice. They saw moving the tissues, and then they're like, oh, this is weird. These are wet tissues. They keep moving it. It was a dirty diaper in the box. Well, mystery solved, I guess, <laughs> right? I mean, that's the risk you take. It could be anything in there. You don't but, know what you're going to get. Right. Did they, I mean, you know what? If they were stand-up people, they didn't even ask for their money back. <laughs> oh, they did. <laughs> you just have to say, you know what, kids? We lost this one. Bad, better luck on the next one. <laughs> okay, let's move outside the United States for a minute. Here we have one coming out of Russia. So uh, there's this guy in Russia, and he's had a lifelong dream to be a traffic cop. So he goes, and he got himself a uniform, you know, that I guess worked, that looked exactly like what they wear. And he was able to, to do this and be a traffic cop for two months before they caught him. Well, first of all, everybody has different like dreams i feel like you're judging this person <laughs> traffic I, I yeah i take issue with that like everybody has their own hopes and dreams some people firefighters some people want to be a, a a police officer this person wanted to be a traffic cop this, admirable you know it, it it's not about admiration it's just what is his experience from his youth <laughs> and what made him want to become a traffic cop but that's what he did. I'm happy that he got his dream fulfilled. The thing is that nobody really cares about traffic cops. Like, like as long as he was doing a decent job, like <laughs> he must have been. He did it for right. two months with yeah. other cops with him. Nobody caught on. <laughs> nobody cares. It's like nobody who would impersonate this meaningless position. It's crazy. Like Nikolai. It is a little crazy. <laughs> and this is in Russia, by the way. In Russia, he's right. being a traffic cop. By the way, traffic cop. One of my phobias. Another phobia. Yeah, because that guy's going to get hit at some point. <laughs> you know what I mean? The odds hit of him getting cars? hit by a car are really high. Well, do you think they undergo this like rigorous training traffic <laughs> cops? <laughs> like, like the like, Navy SEALs are like, Navy <laughs> SEALs of traffic cops. Right. Do you think they have like cars weaving around them just to train them? <laughs> yeah. I don't, that doesn't occur. Like bullfighters. Vladimir, you do good job. You have small training, but you do big job. <laughs> and now I'm going to move us into Asia. Whole bunch of animal stories coming out of Asia. A guy in Japan also fulfilled his lifelong dream. He spent $22,000 to make himself into a rough collie dog. And I have a video for you that we'll include in the WhatsApp group. This guy looks like a dog. I saw the story. I saw the video. I, I, it's he does look very realistic, but the 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 crazy part about it is is that nobody knows who it is. 
His right. family has no idea. His identity is a complete secret, very much like the Kiddish Club podcast, but in a dog. <laughs> so you're saying we're almost like this guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying, like, find me the differences, like, change my mind. <laughs> so this guy's walking around in public as a dog, and you see us as being on the same level. Interesting. I mean, look, I mean, listen, we're not dogs, but we are anonymous. And so is this guy. We have something in common. Interesting. And also coming out of Asia, this time in China. So there's this video that came out of the Hangzhou Zoo uh, of a bear. And he's like standing up on his hind legs. And everyone's insisting that this is a human in a bear costume. And if you look at the video, we're going to include this in the WhatsApp. I'm on board with the human in a costume. I mean, look at the back of him. You see, like, there's pleading going on on the bottom part of this bear. But China says that it's really a real bear. I don't a believe way it. to make a bear feel self conscious about his body. You're talking <laughs> body about body shaving. <laughs> You're talking about pleading. His fur is just flabby fur. <laughs> Look, I don't put it past China. We have to do better as a society. I mean, the Chinese society. The truth is, there's only one person that can tell us if the bear is real, and that is the Kali dog from Japan. <laughs> the Kali dog guy. <laughs> <laughs> it takes one to know one. Right. No, he should move to China, to Hangzhou. He'll, he'll have a job for life no, working saying, in the if zoo. If it is a real bear, they probably, like, the bear will probably eat him, right? If it's a fake bear, then we're talking about a relationship now. <laughs> Okay, moving into Hong Kong. So, you know, in, in fact, in a lot of Asian countries and cities, they're a lot, they're very clean, like Singapore is famous, where if like, if you chew gum, you could get flogged. And so there, you know, it's very much about being proper. Japan is, is you know, very, very clean. So I've been to Japan, by the way. It's, have you? It's beautiful. Yeah, it's, a, it's beautiful. And it's so advanced. It's technologically advanced. Like even like when you go to the to the bathroom at the airport, it's not like an American bathroom. It's like a heated seats. Really? Yeah, they have built-in bidets. No. Everything is automated. I'm telling you. Public everything bathrooms? is automated. Everything is automated. There is by the way, so a bidet, it's 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 obviously a stream of water. And then there's a blower. No. Yes. No. Affirmative. Yes. But would you want to use a public bidet blower? You know what I'm well, saying? I mean, I don't. I hear that, but I don't see the risks. Also, another thing is with the cleanliness is that they have like these covers that just keep moving along. Yes, so I've no seen those. Per, no two people sit on the same area. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, we have a lot to learn. Porta Johns need to be upgraded. We need to up our game. So That's in right. Hong Kong, the health minister now, they, they, they frown upon cigarette smokers. So in order to combat that, the health minister said that if someone lights up, you should stare at them disapprovingly. I don't understand how that is going to have any effect. I mean, here's somebody who's addicted to smoking, and you think just staring at them in public which by the way like i don't know about japan but if if it happened here if you try that here in in the united states especially in new york you're probably gonna get knocked out yeah you looking at me 
Yeah, it's not going to go well. What are you looking at? <laughs> what are you looking at? Right. That that's that's what's uh, going to happen. That's but, a quick path to injury. But but so that says something about Hong Kong in that they believe that the disapproving stare is going to be doing enough. But it also depends on who it's from, right? Like if you get a disappointed stare from like an elder Japanese statesman, you know, <laughs> who is standing there, who's just standing there looking at you, it's like, oh, okay, I put out there, I put out there. <laughs> or a child, a child oh, would yes, also do yes, it, right? That's a good one. Like it's a little child just looking at you, just with those yes, eyes. Yes. You're gonna put that out. Second how smoke kills. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 I that's agree. a good that's a good point. That's a good point. Speaking of Chinese children, by the way, there was a news story about Chinese children, and the headline reads Facing job scarcity in China, some find work as quote full time children. So what the article says is that you know, the economy in China is in, in rough shape. A lot of people have lost their jobs. Kids who have moved out of their parents' homes are moving back, getting paid by their parents to just be their child again, help them out with housework, drive them places, you know, just keep them company. And people, a lot of Chinese, you know, kids, these are adults, by the way. These are like 30-year-olds, 37-year-old in one of the articles. I think one of them was in their 40s. And this is what they're doing. And they say they could not be happier. I mean, if you think about it, it really is the dream job, right? You know the boss. You can't really get fired. I mean, can you get fired? I think you could. But is it, wait, but is it really a dream job? You know, like, the think truth about is, it. It's either, it's either a dream job or a nightmare job. Right. 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 Because it's like, it's like, uh, you take another lunch break, huh? <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. You already ate two times, though. <laughs> And then you have to deal with like the parent, you know, like counting your calories, you know, you'll put on so much a (laughs) waiter. Come on, mom. (laughs) Not again. I would not last. Yeah, I don't know. It's just the whole thing is a little like funny because you should be doing these things anyway for your parents, right? Like, Mm. I see what you did there. You brought it back around. Yeah. The rub, the rub speaks. Yeah, that's right. That is correct. I have to bring it back to Kibidav. And it's your job to to take care of your parents. I, I, I mean, obviously not full-time. If they are doing it full-time and being paid, I mean, it does sound like a sweet gig. Yeah. I, I, it could. I, again, it depends on the parents. And, and no shade being thrown to my mom. I didn't mean anything by that. Of course not. No, I have great, great great parents uh but i'm just saying you've seen these types of parents where it could be a nightmare job in fact i have several friends who worked in the family business and had to leave they had great relationships with their parents but once they were in a work environment it just everything was different and they couldn't handle it for the sake of shalom bias they had to leave right It, it can always be a sticky situation you know and you know they say you don't know a person like this, don't they say there's three ways to know a person? Kisai, kaisai, kaisai, which means you know a person with his pocket, you know a person with his cup, which means when he drinks, right? You get to know a person when they drink. Sure. And then you get to know a person in their anger. So 
if when a person is angry, you see that their, their true, true colors. colors. When your person gets, you know, gets inebriated, you see their true colors. And when a person is, you know, when it comes to money matters, that's also when you see people's true colors come out. So very much filling the role of rub today. I was going to say, welcome. we're going to change the, this podcast is now going to be called <laughs> the Kiddush Club Schmooze Hour with our rub. Our you know what? Rub. Who's to say it won't be a success? Interesting. Kosher Kiddush Club. <laughs> Inspiration for the Kiddush Club. <laughs> Meaningful Kiddush Clubs. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, moving to the UK. A British Airways passenger was in the best seat in the house, which is seat 1A. It's typically reserved for British Airways Executive Club gold card holders. This plus-sized British Airways passenger got stuck in the first-class seat. It took them three hours to get this person out. They had to remove the door what? so that they could bring in a hoist to hoist this person out of the seat. No, no. Okay, can I ask a question? First question off the bat, is the person overweight? Yes, plus size. I did say plus size. Oh, okay. I didn't. I, I must have missed that. So they got the one A seat. Like, but don't you like the, the first middle, class? First class. First class. Aren't those like even larger seats? Yes. In fact, I need a number. I need a weight number. They don't. <laughs> they don't give us a weight number, but the article does say that the seat is nearly two feet wide. And that's practically a couch, my friend. <laughs> and that person had to be hoisted with a, what, like a crane? <laughs> is this real? <laughs> this is real. This is real. There's no pictures, so I can't, you know, show any pictures. But, yeah, this, this happened. This happened. I'm just imagining, like, this, like, very proper British gentleman that's like, Oh, I'm so sorry. This has never happened to me before. <laughs> I kind of think it happened to him before. <laughs> no, no, no. I've never flown before. <laughs> I've never been on an, an aircraft. <laughs> well, he's in the executive club gold card seat, so he probably so has. You know what I mean? Flown. He's flown before. He's no he's stranger to this. But you know what? We've all been, and, and no shade to overweight people, no shade to, to plus size people, but we've all been in the situation where we're on a plane and you're waiting and the middle seat, you're on, you're at the window seat, there's someone at the aisle seat and the Great. middle seat is empty and you see a plus size person come in and... By the way, by the way, by the way, when you have that situation, the prayers that are <laughs> right. flowing up right. to heaven at that moment, like That's... please, and then somebody, especially when somebody's walking down the aisle and there's a yes. couple of different... One's open, and it's like, please, Lord, for for the love of everything good in the world, please let this person not be my 100%. middle seat. And and like, you don't make eye contact. You think like, if I don't make eye contact, they won't realize. They'll just right. walk maybe by eye. Right. Maybe if I'm cold, maybe if I look away, maybe if I seem dissatisfied, the they'll person will just pick another seat. It's not a train. You know, you have a seat. Yeah. Yeah, the kavana of those tefillas, you are 100% right. And lastly, this one coming out of Egypt. The Egyptian Electricity Holding Company issued a warning to its citizens urging them to avoid using elevators at specific times due to power outages. Uh, I, isn't that a problem throughout the Middle East? 
Yes, like it I is. see, like 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 hourly electricity. Like we don't know how good we have it. Apparently, yes, but we have we have it pretty good. You yeah, know? Well, well, the heat wave is is actually doing tremendous amounts. You know, putting tremendous pressure on the electrical grid of many countries, including the United States. Well, so far so good. I mean, I had to, I did spend a day without AC, and it was brutal. In the hundred degree weather. The hundreds degree weather, they just it conked out. I don't know what happened. Yeah. Well, even but, the electric the electric companies here in the states were lowering the output. So if people real, you may not even realize that even if you had the AC and it was working, it wasn't getting cold. Right, because they're tapering the electricity. But like, there's something to be said about it. Like, the only thing I'd be honest with you, what I was thinking while I was going through this was like, imagine how like they lived in the past. Like if Romavino, he didn't even have this Honeywell fan that I have, right? And we're back to Kiddush Club, the schmooze hour. <laughs> but I'm being serious. How did they manage, you know? And yeah. then, you know that story with Romavino where Hashem took the cover off the sun the and medrash. made it a very medrash, yeah, yeah, made it a very hot day so that nobody should bother. Like I just wonder what was the temperature, temperature that day. Yeah. Yeah, what is the temperature? And were they screaming about global warming at the time? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like, like, what do you have to curb? Like, like, there's not even electricity. It's the like cows. too many camels, too many, too many cows. It's the cows. It's the cows. It's all this cattle and wildlife that is ruining the ozone. And now we have a 140 degree day. <laughs> So I do oftentimes wonder about that, but this, you know, brought it home. When I was in that heat and, you know, like your own thermostat reads 86 degrees, you know? Ouch. And and I was just thinking about it and I'm trying not to become angry or livid or annoyed because you know what? This is how our forefathers lived. And like I said, they didn't even have fans and I had a pumping fan. So I did manage and I did, you know, some people would take a hotel. Or like move in with relatives. Not me. I braved it. 87 degrees. I'm proud of you. Should be. I'm proud of myself. I really am. <laughs> it's good that it's good that you are. Yeah. Somebody's got to be. Thank you guys for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, share it with someone that you think would enjoy it. Of course, you know you can follow us on social. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. Follow us there. You can also reach out to us by email. It's hock, H-O-C-K, at kiddishclubpodcast.com. And you can support the cast by visiting us at buymeacoffee.com slash kiddishclub. The link is in the show notes. And we are out. This episode is copyright Kiddish Club Media.